Well, today is November the 30th, 2022, and this is your Midweek Connection. So I just want to explain real quickly about this picture that is on the wall. It was painted back in 1993 by one of the senior saints at First Federated Church. Her name was Vi Thurman. And originally this picture hung in the church nursery, little lambs, little children. And as we were transitioning from First Federated over here to Urbandale, to the Mission Church, the question was, what are we going to do with that painting? They didn't, it didn't really fit in the nursery here. And so the thought was, well, maybe we can give it away or something. And when I looked at it, I thought, no, I want that picture because it uh, truly represents what the ministry is all about. Uh, the scripture talks about us being sheep and the Lord Jesus being the, the good shepherd. The Bible also talks about pastors being shepherds, under shepherds to the Lord Jesus, and uh, there to shepherd uh, a local manifestation of his flock. And so it's hanging on the wall in my office just to remind me about sheep and the nature of sheep and also just uh, the importance of uh, serving and, uh, and, and, and doing what I can uh, under the direction of the Spirit of God to minister to the sheep, which are uh, the flock at here at uh, the Mission Church. Okay, well, enough about the picture. So uh, today is the very last day of November, uh, which means that tomorrow we are officially entering the Christmas season or the Advent season, whichever uh, word that you prefer. And uh, what we know about the Christmas season is that it can be very stressful, a stressful time of the year. It can also be a very lonely time for some. But my prayer is that uh, it will not be either of those for you. As to stress uh, that the time this time of year can bring, I want you to keep in mind a couple of things. Number one, you don't have to buy all the presents for all the people that you think you have to buy for. That should relieve a lot of stress. Number two, you don't have to go to all the parties and activities that are happening. You can and should be selective. And you don't have to decorate your home to the point that it would be featured in the Southern Living magazine. All right? Uh, you can have a, a modestly decorated home and, uh, and everything's good. Because you see, the fact is this. To celebrate the coming of the Christ child... You don't have to do any of those things. So if your life is stressful and your calendar is full and your nerves are on the edge, then my advice to you would be that you step back, that you take a couple of deep breaths, that you pick and choose who and what you will give your time and energy to, and remember that the season is one that reminds us of God's love demonstrated through the incredible gift of His Son to be our Savior. And if our focus is there, then we should be able to exit out the other side of December with peace and joy rather than frayed nerves and overextended credit cards. <laughs> 
Okay, enough of my meddling. Let's, uh, let's get into our announcements for today. Number one, our worship gathering focus for December at TMC. We're going to be looking into Isaiah chapter 9, specifically at verse 6, and the four descriptors there concerning who and what the Messiah will be. The series is titled, What Child Is This? And this is going to be the breakdown of topics and who will be presenting those sermons. So I'm going to kick the series off this Sunday, uh, the 4th, uh, setting the context for the series and also looking at the title, Wonderful Counselor. Now, Pastor Adam is going to lead on uh, Sunday the 11th, and he'll be looking into the title, Mighty God. Now, Pastor Brett will lead on Sunday the 18th, and he'll be looking at the title, Everlasting Father. And then I'll come back again to close out the series on Christmas Eve, looking at that final title, Prince of Peace. Uh, I hope that you'll be present uh, in person or online for each of these and that you'll find them to be a blessing. And since I know that it should be a blessing and it can be a blessing, then I say, why not bring a friend to join you? So I encourage you to do that. Now, I spoke of being online. Speaking of being online, uh, we have been experiencing some intermittent problems with our streaming service on Facebook. And we're looking into that, but I want to suggest that perhaps instead of going to Facebook to connect, if you do that regularly, that you go to our website and connect directly there. The website is there on the screen, www.themissiondsm.org. And when you go there, you click on the Media Resources tab, and then on the Sermons tab, and you'll find the live stream to connect with each and every week. Of course, you can go to this very same spot to find all of our services archived so that you can watch them perhaps for the first time or review them at your convenience. Number three, Carols and Coca, <laughs> December the 4th. That's this coming Sunday. We are going to gather for a time of sacred Christmas carols and sweet treats. The gathering will be at 4 p.m. in the worship center. Now, normally we do it at 6, but because it's winter and it's getting darker earlier, we're running the time up to 4 p.m., and I hope that you'll come. This is really, I believe, a great way to set the tone for your Christmas celebrations. So I hope to see you at uh, Carols and Coca. Number four. Christmas cards. I'm not talking about the kind you mail, but the kind that you have received in your letter, the Christmas letter that advertises our birthday offering for 2022. And there was a card in there that advertises the Christmas series, What Child Is This? And also a greeting card there uh, from our staff to you. Now, as it relates to the advertisement card, we have ordered a number of those. And we'll have them on hand this coming Sunday, and you can use them to invite your friends and neighbors to join you at TMC for one or all of our December gatherings. Now, you'll find those cards uh, at the west and also the east entrances. So I encourage you to take a handful of them and then pass them out liberally. Also, there's going to be some extra staff greeting cards, and you can pick one up extra if you'd like and put it in your attic 
to keep the mice out. And you can consider that our gift to you for this Christmas. Finally, this is a great announcement. We are seeing our Sunday attendance increasing. And because of that, I need your help. I need your help to make it easier for the people uh, who are coming in a little late to find seating in the worship center. Now, when you arrive a little early and you come in and get your seat in the worship center, I'm going to ask you, if you would please, to move to the middle of the row. We've done this before. We're back at the place where we need to do it again. Move to the middle of the row so that the outside chairs are open. And this way our ushers can help people find seating. Also, I just want to encourage you not to forget that parking is prohibited on the sink parking lot. And we're going to have signs out there starting this Sunday to to make sure people know that. But I want to also just remind you that there's plenty of parking on the large lot to our east. Also starting this Sunday, we're going to have a couple of parking lot attendants who will be out there each Sunday to help you find a parking space on campus. And if our campus parking lot is full, then to direct people to the appropriate overflow lot. You know, the church is growing, and I'm grateful for that. And so that's going to create some good challenges. But that's to be expected when growth occurs. Okay, well, those are the announcements uh, for this week. Let's turn our attention now to the spiritual focus. Now, given that tomorrow is December 1st, and that puts us squarely into the Christmas season, I wanted to share some thoughts that I believe can help to set the tone for our celebrations this year. As I contemplated what to say, I remembered that I gave just such a talk back in 2020 on December the 16th. So I reached back into the archive files and I reviewed what was said and I discovered, hey, this says exactly what I want to say. And I can't say it any better than I said it back then. So today's spiritual focus takes us back to December the 16th, 2020. We're going to consider the birth of Christ, the difference it makes in our world, and how we, his followers, should celebrate his birth. In nine days, we will celebrate Christmas Day once again. But my question is this, is December the 25th the actual date of birth for our Lord Jesus? And if not, then why do we celebrate his birth on December the 25th? Was Jesus actually born on December the 25th? Well, I wasn't there to verify it one way or the other. But as we look back in history, there is very little to to no evidence that Jesus was actually born in the month of what we would call December. Now, Bible scholars really do not know when Jesus was born as to the, the, the month or the day. But again, the evidence that is out there that is strong seems to suggest that Jesus was most likely born in the month of September. Now, there's another group of scholars who would point to what we call the month of March and April as his time of birth. And so we have one in the fall and one in the spring. But honestly, the evidence seems to point most strongly to a fall uh, birth in the month of September. Well, if that's true, if Jesus was born in September, then how did the Christian church actually come to celebrate the birth of Jesus in the month of December? Well, it may surprise you to discover that the church that existed the closest to the birth of Jesus did not celebrate the birth of Jesus at all. 
In fact, it wasn't until the mid-4th century, some 300 years after Jesus was actually born, that we began to see Christians celebrating the birth of Jesus in the midwinter time frame. Well, how did that actually come about? Well, the story goes like this. The pagans had a well had well established midwinter celebrations. One of them was called Saturnella. It was a Roman festival that occurred in late December and it was established to honor the agricultural god Saturn. Also, a little bit later on, Roman emperor Aurelian established a feast of the birth of Sol Invictus, I have a hard time saying that, which means the unconquered sun. And he established that celebration, get this, to take place on what we would call December the 25th. Now it's said that as the church grew and as it became more established, that it began the practice of Christianizing pagan celebrations and holidays and that December the 25th was chosen by the church to celebrate the birth of Christ in an effort to Christianize the December pagan celebrations, celebrations like Sol Invictus and also Saturnella. Now, there are several other um, uh, theories that exist on how we came to celebrate the birth of Jesus on December the 25th. They all kind of wane in popularity. The one I've just shared with you is the most uh, historic and the the most popular uh, among those who study these things. But the fact remains this, that it is pretty much universally held that Jesus was not born in the month of December. Now, uh, an item that you'll find quite interesting to note is that even though the church chose to celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus and thus have this thing called Christmas, there actually came a time when Christmas was banned by the church. In 1645, the Puritans banned the celebration of Christmas in Great Britain. They did that because in their eyes, far from being Christianized, they were seeing the pagan aspects of of non-Christian celebrations melting over into Christianity. They believed that Christmas had basically just become an excuse for drunkenness and promiscuity, gambling, and other forms of excess. It also happened in the New World. Uh, The Puritans banned Christmas in Boston from 1659 to 1681. Because like their European counterparts, they saw the revelry that was observed outpacing the holiness that was supposed to be observed. But you know, in the end, no one could ban Christmas. Once it became popular, the masses wanted it and they decided they would practice it no matter what the church had to say. And so um, basically because of uh, the popular Uh, of Christmas, it found a place, a permanent place in our calendars. Now, one of the things that many people wonder about when they think about Christmas these days is they wonder about the commercialization of Christmas. When and how did that all start? Well, it can't be denied that when commercial enterprise discovered the cash cow that Christmas could become, uh, they dove in head and foot. And literally over the past, let's say, 100 years, 
uh, just about everything that has come about relating to Christmas that was outside of the church uh, was motivated by the raking in of profits at the cash register. Just a couple of examples. Uh, you know the Santa Claus that we all now see, the, the heavy, jolly, uh, pipe-smoking, white beard, you know, red and white costume. Do you know where that came from? That was actually the invention of Haddon Sun Sundenbloom, who created the character in a white and red motif to mirror the Coca-Cola brand whose colors are red and white. And Coca-Cola then used his character to market their products, and they've been doing that through the years. It was a commercial decision. Um, also, uh, for example, the song that we have today, uh, and also the story, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> that was an invention, it was a marketing gimmick that was created by someone who was helping Montgomery Ward come up with a Christmas season gimmick to get people into their stores and buying their products. You know, I could go on, really, talking about the iconic songs, one like, for example, White Christmas, we could talk about the, the, the television Christmas specials of the 1960s and the 1970s. We could talk about the iconic movie, White Christmas. You know, all of these have their beginning in marketing a picture and or a feeling of Christmas. One that promotes at one level or another the spending of money, the building of memories, and the promise of Christmas magic to all. Now, as I share those kind of things, you might be tempted to sit back and think, well, Pastor Mike is sure cynical about Christmas. And let me just tell you that that's really not my intention at all. The motivation that I have in sharing some of this information with you today is that the people of the Mission Church would understand that much of what we see taking place these days in the name of Christmas have little to no biblical foundation whatsoever, including the time and date of the year in which we celebrate Christmas. But listen, what does have biblical foundation is that Jesus, the long-awaited Messiah, promised to Adam and Eve as a point of rescue and promised to Satan as a point of defeat, he did come. He came a little more than 2,000 years ago to a virgin girl, Mary, and her humble carpenter fiance named Joseph. And Jesus, the Bible says, who although he is God, did not count equality with God as something to cling to, but he humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant and being in the form and likeness of men. He humbled himself even further by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. You know, whether Jesus was born on December the 25th or September the 15th, the important thing is he was born. The important thing is he lived a sinless life. The important thing is, is that he opened the door of the kingdom of God to sinners and he did that by offering himself as the sacrifice for sin and then by rising from the dead to bring us new life. Those points that I've just shared are firmly established in the pages of Scripture and they are firmly established in recorded history. 
Without that reality, without the reality of the coming of the Son of God into our world, Christmas as we know it would have absolutely no meaning whatsoever. But it has great meaning for us. It has great meaning for us because uh, it, it reminds us and it affirms to us that Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Salvation of the human soul truly is the gift that keeps on giving. Have you received the gift of God, Jesus Christ, his son? Have you opened your heart in repentance and faith to him? You know, it doesn't matter what gift you get during the holiday season. It doesn't matter how many parties you attend. It doesn't matter how many Christmas cards you get or give. What matters is, has Jesus found a place in your heart as Savior and Lord? If he has, then you understand what Christmas is really about. And then it doesn't matter whether we celebrate it in July or celebrate it in December. But if you haven't received Jesus, then honestly, you have very little to celebrate because everything else about what we understand as Christmas today is just a lot of make-believe smoke and mirrors. I would like to introduce you to the true person of Christmas, Jesus. Can we talk about that? Can we get together and can I share with you the true message of the gospel of Jesus Christ? If you're interested in getting together, I have my contact information on the screen for you right now. The email address you see and the phone number you see, those are my personal email and phone numbers. And I will respond to you if you connect with me. I would love to sit down and share with you the true meaning of Christmas and introduce you to the Savior of Christmas, Jesus Christ. Will you join me? Well, I hope that was helpful. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what December represents for us as we think on the birth of the Lord Jesus. Lord, whenever Jesus was born, whether it was in July or December, uh, is really irrelevant. What is relevant is that he came, just as the prophets foretold, and that he lived his sinless life, and that he gave his life on the cross to pay for our sins, and he rose from the dead to bring everlasting life to all who will repent and believe in him. Father, I pray that during this month, that we will truly celebrate his coming in the first advent in a way that honors you and in a way that benefits other people as well. May we, in our celebrations and in our conversations, uh, point people to the Savior who came, who accomplished his mission, and today is giving life, spiritual life, to those who will turn to him and trust in him. Lord, may we as a church celebrate appropriately, and may it be honoring to you and helpful to others. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this Sunday again is the kickoff for December's sermon series, What Child Is This? I hope to see you there, and I hope that you have a great week.